Plus, I mean, you do have to talk over oh. <laughs> the prodigal sons. True, true. So true. <laughs> like, let's get back on task. Come on, guys. We can do this. <laughs> I wasn't sure, actually, when you first started that group, whether you, being behind the camera, were supposed to talk in the midst of all of that or not. I don't know. <laughs> I still don't. Uh-huh. I just get sassy sometimes. Like, yeah. they just have to be told something. And I also have, like, it's like you know, the voice from beyond. The voice, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and now my face is on the internet, you know. Like, I, I could have done, like, a little paper bag or something. With the cat ears and the glasses. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's much better this way. Yes, it is much better. Uh, Speaking of, would you ladies like to start the episode? Sure. We can do the intro video. There's a video? There's an intro video. Cool. Ready? Set? Yes. So for this, thank you. And I will start out. hello everybody hello welcome to the prodigal sons podcast we we have a bit of a different uh group here because it's mother's day and we wanted to celebrate with actual mothers so i was like well i'll just grab some of my favorite ladies um, so you might remember Claire Rivera. Please say hi, Claire. Hi, everybody. Hello. And we have Jen Precup, who is our wonderful uh, youth leader from church. Hi, everybody. And I might have called my mother <laughs> at 4 p.m. today and was like, Mom, I need a third person. <laughs> this is Kelly, my mother. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, so welcome to the Prodigal Sons podcast, um, episode 59, and we are doing a Mother's Day episode, talking about all things mothers. Um, I am not a mother. I don't, we were just talking about it. I don't even have a cat. I have a Roomba <laughs> that takes very good care of me. So I will be facilitating the conversation and maybe learning some things from these wonderful women. Um, so let me get my notes as I awkwardly look to the side <laughs> screen right here. I got these two screens and you can see like this, the glare right here. Um, so ladies, we're going to get to know you. Okay. We're going to start out with what is your favorite ice cream? flavor mm. mine is espresso chocolate espresso chip in other words you take chocolate espresso beans you cover them in chocolate you put <laughs> them into ice cream and then you bite down on them and they're very cold and they go crunch <laughs> it's a beautiful thing that's a lot of caffeine <laughs> yes it is it's all fine <laughs> Is this is sandwiches? I, feel, I really like ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. <laughs> we were wanting bologna flavored ice cream. Yeah, it's not ah. bologna, but <laughs> it probably exists. Ice cream sandwiches. Why not? Good. Yes, they are. They've, yeah, I like cherry, black cherry though. If Ooh, we're going yeah. flavors. Mm. Yes, I'm black raspberry. Oh, Ooh. Okay. that's really yeah. nice. Okay, we have to, of course, ask everyone who comes on to the show, who is your favorite prodigal son? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I'll go first because Tom. Claire, absolutely. Saying, you better <laughs> what? He's the only prodigal son. That I can, he, he's the, he, I have a short list. <laughs> Kelly? Am I allowed to say Sarah? <laughs> oh, oh, so sweet. I, I think so. I'm not sure. I think so. People have said it before, so I'll take it. Well, that puts me in a very awkward position. <laughs> you have all the other ones to choose. Uh, I would have to say no. I I couldn't choose. I, yeah. I love them all equally. Um, 
And I love that each week they bring, you know, they bring truth and they bring funniness and they bring their life. Um, so I, I just enjoy and love all of them. Oh, yes. Good. Um, we're going to do some Mother's Day type um, questions. So would you rather have babies or toddlers? I would rather have babies because once they get to moving around, then they get into mischief. <laughs> I I love the toddler stage because they're learning. So it's like every day there's like rapid learning. There's something new. It's so cool. Babies are very fragile and I'm very clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had an issue, but I just... just... <laughs> I would have to say I, I would agree with babies um same thing it just toddlers are on the go the, the days of barricades and all of that so yeah for me it would be babies. okay would you rather toddlers or teenagers oh <laughs> well I would rather teenagers yeah, I love teens, especially junior hires. <laughs> All the but maybe I'm just crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of awkwardness in junior high. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. they're they're willing to be very very crazy. So. The cool thing about teenagers is that you can still, like, if you're talking about children that you've known their whole lives, whether it's in the context of mother or aunt or you know, a, you know, youth at church, you still see glimpses of each step along the journey, yeah. the older that they get. I mean, I look at my kids now and I look at my nieces and nephews and some of my children's friends and I'm like, I remember when you were this big. <laughs> so that's a cool part about teens. True. Yeah. I'd agree with that too. Teens, um, they have their own unique ability to um, act like toddlers sometimes. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it has been, it's a blessing to see, like you said, Claire, too, when you, when you have a group of kids that you've, you've known for a long time or yeah. that you can see, um, yeah, and to just, you know, be able to have conversation, like real in-depth conversation with them as teens, it's pretty cool. Okay, next question, boys or girls? Mm. Are we all a group of mothers of daughters here? I have the son. You have a son. I have one okay. son, and I have my um, two daughters, and I, they're just so. It's funny because Andy is like my male, like the male version of me. If you wanted to see Claire as a man, it would be like <laughs> Andy. <laughs> um, and Emily and Tyena are awesome. So I, I couldn't pick. They're great kids. Yeah. Well, see, I have all daughters, and so when I go to camp, I get you know, a group of junior high girls. And now I have two grandsons. Mm -hmm. So with when Luke came along, I was like, oh, what do I do with him? Wait, I need a ball. <laughs> I need a truck. You know? What do I do with him? <laughs> yeah. So so it's been fun kind of doing the balls and trucks and cars and, and racing and, and things yeah. like that. That we, I mean, I'm not saying our girls didn't do that because we did sword fighting. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But still, I, I guess I still would prefer girls. All I know is girls. <laughs> yeah, no offense, I, prodigal sons. No offense, but you know. we're stealing your show, but we're saying the girls are superior. <laughs> yeah, when I first started um, dating Kyle, he has two boys, and I was like, "What do I do with boys?" Yeah. Like, I just like you throw them right. That's it. <laughs> you throw them. Yeah, you throw them onto the couch, and then they come back, and then you throw them again. I'm like, well, this was easy, <laughs> but like, we can't play with any hair or anything. So I started. The only thing I could think of to keep boys entertained: bloody Bible stories with Miss Sarah. So I am creative. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was like, how do I keep these boys entertained? So, I was thinking she was going to say that she was going to blow things up. Ah, I, I mean, you are a scientist. A yeah. yeah, I did that too. But <laughs> we've been doing bloody Bible stories with Miss Sarah for like three years now. 
And that's been a lot of fun. So anytime I'm not at Royersford, that's where I'm at, is doing bloody Bible stories with um, the two boys. And there's a lot of bloody Bible stories in the Bible. There are. <laughs> yep, there are. There are. Some, well, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say some involving some that mothers have, <laughs> unfortunately. Yes, some involving mothers. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you describe a time? And I, I gave you this question in advance. Can you describe a time that you left the room for, you swear, one second and your child, you came back and your child was doing something? Um, I had Elena who decided to take a black Sharpie and draw a bullseye on her belly. Permanent marker. Yeah. So she had a nice dartboard going on on her belly with black permanent marker. Oh. How old was she at that point? She was three. Oh, yeah, that's great. I had uh, so when Emily, my oldest, was a toddler, she got into the fridge and she used to take out the the butter, like the Brummel and Brown we used to get with the yogurt and the butter, and just sit under the dining room table with a spoon and just eat the butter. And it was the funniest thing because now her son is rather similar, especially at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> With their butter, so <laughs> genetics, man. Well, let's face it, that is good butter. It, it is, is good butter. butter. It, is really- it does have yogurt, so it's not entirely weird. Yeah. yeah. So um, I have four daughters, and I can't remember exactly how old she was, but I'm going to pick on you, Sarah. Um, Sarah was trying to help out with one of her sisters who needed a bottle, and so she put the bottle in the microwave. So you know, you turn it on and all of a sudden you hear this very loud noise. The bottle exploded. Oh, no. Because she took it out of the fridge, just put it in the microwave and she didn't loosen the cap. So it went. Oh, no. <laughs> Needless to say, she was a little afraid of the microwave for a little <laughs> while after that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell the story that I told you ladies earlier. Um, so I'm not a mother and I don't have that experience. So my favorite story to illustrate that is um, my sister was getting married and um, I was entrusted with her two-year-old. Um, yeah. Two-year-old? Two-year-old. No, two. He was only two-year-old. Two. Not even. Um, so he was all dressed up and dolled up and like this little suit. It was just so cute. <laughs> and he was eating M&M's. So I was like, okay, I'll just grab some M&M's, put it in a little plastic baggie. Let's go to the reception. And they were like all orange for some reason. I don't question these things. <laughs> um, and I was just feeding them to him one by one. And he just grabbed the bag. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Just take the bag. And I swear, I turned to answer someone's question, and I came back to him being covered in orange M&M stuff as we're <laughs> going to the wedding reception. <laughs> and I'm like, I should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you should have. <laughs> oh, um, so ladies, can you... Give me, um, can you tell me about some of the other mothers in your life, the women in your life who were not quite your mothers, or um, but who fulfilled a motherly role? Um. I have been blessed to um, to have my, my biological my mother who raised me is amazing, and I, I, you know. Part of Mother's Day, I, I think, is honoring the amazing women in our lives, and including our mothers. Um, she she was amazing. She is amazing. And I also was blessed to have an aunt who I still consider to be a very motherly figure to me. And it's amazing how women really step up over the course of one's life. I think that sometimes it's not the mother figure who was a constant 
who leaves a mark as well, but it's the motherly moments. And I think that anyone can step into those moments. Um, there was a woman when I was raising my children and they were very young, who was an incredible support um, in the church. And, and the church didn't always, I, I didn't always have good experiences, which is a whole nother podcast in itself. Um, and <laughs> I was not a traditional, you know, my, my life has not been quote unquote traditional, but she was one of the people who just saw a young woman who was, you know, trying her best and she tried to partner alongside me. And so I think it's those moments that make such a difference. Yeah, I had a a number of uh, older women in the church that were just there. A lot of it was to teach me more what it was, what it meant to be a wife and a mother because my parents were divorced. And so I didn't really have that mom and dad kind of relationship to see as I was growing up. So there were women in the church that showed me, you know, how it is to have a married couple raising children. But then also there was this one woman in my home church that just had this sweet spirit and so many things had happened to her and she just always could praise God in the midst of these things and just always had that sweet spirit that said that God was in control. And I just, I would just gravitate to her and just like hang out with her just because it just felt like God's spirit was just surrounded her with this kind of fluffy cloud and, and that, and that it would just, just make you happy to be around her. And actually I have to say, cause I didn't say it, but my mother, I, I think because I think of her as more of a mentor, um, which, I mean, you don't get much more important as a mother than to mentor people. But um, my mother-in-law, Betty, is amazing. I mean, she just, she gets, I think because Tom is so much like his father, she just really, I, I can go to her with anything and not feel like she's going to kind of like side-eye me like, but it's Tom, it's my baby. You know, she's not like that at <laughs> all. And so I think that that's the other thing is women who not necessarily the maternal, but also the mentoring role that women can take for other women. Um, So sorry to jump in. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, you know, my mom, again, same thing. Our mothers, I mean, they're, you know, my mom is a beautiful person. Um, We were always the absolute closest in relationship. Um, So I got a lot of my mentoring or um, you know, motherly advice, if you would say, from a lot of the women at church. Same same experience, Kelly, with that. Um, but also from my sister. My sister's six years older than me. I'll always be six years younger. But she's been through a lot in her life. And so um, she's been just a, a, a godly role model to me, just... Um, on how to model being a mom of, of girls. Um, I learned so much just from, from watching her and um, her being a single mom and just her, her reliance on the Lord through that and how her relationship with the Lord really um, took her and how she grew from that and just used that experience um, of difficulty to raise her own girls and, and how she um, constantly set an example of uh, how to be a godly mother. So yeah, for me, it was my sister. Um, I, I really appreciate those, you know, all, all the women in my life, um, including my wonderful mother who's right here. We've had a, a really great relationship. Um, you know, we, we fought, um, when I was a teenager, I, I think as per usual. Um, but now me being an adult, we've kind of grown into this different um, relationship and it's been fascinating um, to see her not just as a mother but also as a woman also as a friend um, and I really appreciate that that's how God has allowed um, relationships to change and to grow um, as as we go on um, you know we we were talking beforehand that we want to be you know really cognizant of the fact that Mother's Day is wonderful for some people and is very, very sad or painful for others. Um, we all have different perspectives and we all have, 
you know, different walks in life. Uh, as Claire was uh, calling herself non-traditional. I mean, it's pretty common <laughs> to yeah. be non-traditional um, nowadays. And that is, you know, something that I think um, mothers can can do to help out the, the other people in their lives. Um, yeah. what, what do you ladies think about that? I mean, I'll start because this has been so on my heart this week. Um, and in the interest of full transparency, I, I mean, to the point where I didn't want to bring down the, you know, <laughs> I was nervous about. Uh, I had about, to get you. I had to yeah. grab you. Like, you're staying. <laughs> yes. No options. Um, but the reason wasn't because I, I, I mean, because I, I feel like and you know what? And, I, and I'm just going to say it. I feel like in our country right now. We're all walking this very hard line um, where I'm aware of the fact that people have it worse. And I know that my pain is still valid. Mm -hmm. I am aware that people have gone through more in their lives, but I'm also aware that I, you know, did walk a journey that someone might need to know, like, hey, you know, 20 years ago I was in your shoes and and trust me when I tell you that you really need to trust now, you yeah. know, like, and so, and, and so it's just finding that, that space, especially as Christians to both be empathetic to people's suffering and, and yeah. acknowledge it, but also acknowledge and honor and feel joy in the joyful moments. Yeah. And so I, I just, it's been something that I'm really, uh, you know, praying through as, as a Christian and as a woman and as an American and as a, you know, uh, uh, and even just in my own journey. And the reason that I say all that is because I think that becoming a mother put me on the fast track, like, oh, you know, Kelly and Jen had both said this and I, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I'm taking your words, but your priorities change really yeah. fast when you become a mother. And yeah. I think that that God uses moments in our lives where that happens if we honor it, because not every mother makes those priority shifting decisions, but God gives us all an opportunity in our lives to lean into the change and to trust him to be that change in our lives. It's nothing that we do. It's, it's except for surrender. And, and so I guess that was a roundabout way of saying that, whatever i i know that there's a lot of different views on this topic because of so much vastly different lived experience and so the common denominator for for me is really god and and what does the bible instruct and and what does love look like Um, and how can my experiences and my lessons learned help somebody who's going through it now yeah right yeah, I think it's really important for us as moms to to find other moms that that may need a helping hand. I mean, just even just something simple like you're in the grocery store and you you've been there. You see this mom with this pile of little kids and this kid's reaching for that and this kid's screaming and you know she's trying to take six bags of groceries through the door. You know, and just to just just stop for a moment and, you know, engage the little kid in conversation or hold the door or, you know, something like that. And I realize that sometimes a mom has this idea that they have to do it alone, that they can't accept any help, that there's for some reason they can't say, oh, yes, I I would appreciate if you held that door or, or, you know, corralled my toddler from running into the street. They think they have to do it by themselves, but they don't. You know, and you could say, hey, I'm a mom, too. I understand. I've been there. You know, may I take a bag of groceries and just carry them to the car for you? Or (laughs) when I was when my kids were little, I had a minivan that had a hatch that wouldn't stay up. So many times, you know, I'm trying to put the groceries into the car and the things coming down on my head, (laughs) you know, and and people would stop and just hold the hatch for me. And that's it's such a simple thing. But just to be able to see someone else in their difficulty and say, I'm going to just come alongside you because I understand where you've been. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. 
it seems to me that you guys as mothers have such a a different perspective on this um you know i certainly see myself as someone who wants to help people but that instincts that change of perspective um that um innate compassion that you've learned um seems to be such a, a wonderful gift in, in many ways it's years too sarah yeah. oh yeah. i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> like i i i love kyle and the boys um but you know like i'm there with the kids and i'm like you're alive you're good you're fine and then i leave and i don't <laughs> think of them and I'm realizing how different that is. Like, there's no kids on my mind. There's no one else on my mind. You know, what would my life be differently if there were other people, you know, on my mind consistently? Yeah. It's a vulnerability. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that Kelly had brought up, I thought was very important to mention is that you know there's like that there's you know there's also grandparents raising grandchildren and there's layers of yeah. complexity that that you know none of us have experienced directly with raising a child who has a chronic illness or you know a, um, special needs there's so much and so how can we as the church how yeah. can we as women in the church do a better job of asking because we're not going to know yeah. the answers but <clears throat> making ourselves available to hear the answer and and evaluate whether it's possible because it might not be possible to help but it at least to listen because if nothing else that's that's helping um so so yeah i mean when i think about the vulnerable like it's just and i i think too you know we we've all been fortunate to be blessed with, with wonderful moms um, or, or mother figures that, um, you know, we learned and, and so much from, um, but, you know, uh, our experiences, you know, our, our mothers, you know, they guided us, um, older women who have, who have been mentors, they, they pass along their wisdom um, because they've been through that next chapter um, in life. And so they can kind of give you that, that, motherly or just just advice about life uh, about what's kind of around the corner um they're there to cheer cheer you on or to, or to soothe you or to just um you know we can rest in their wisdom and their strength and so we can be that for other women even women that Absolutely. we don't know or just yeah. for people that are going through whatever their situation might be um whether it's a loss um, because I think too, you know, you know, motherhood is beautiful and it's a wonderful thing and it should be celebrated as we talked about earlier, Claire, like we're, we're not going away from wanting to celebrate that, but you know, there has been heartache, mm -hmm. um, associated with it too. And, and grief, um, and some really difficult walks that maybe we haven't gone specifically through, but because of our things we have gone through in our in our motherhood or people that have mentored us we can provide those things we can be those things for other people or, or to show them how god can be yeah. that that void for them yeah. because of our walk and what we've learned and our relationship with the lord and because our priorities have changed and how you know our walk as as mothers our testimony to that we can help you know hopefully help or have those conversations yeah. or have difficult conversations with um, people who are going through um, really, you know, difficulties in, in our life right now. Yeah. Right. I think it's good for us to think about, is there somebody that we are mentoring? Right. Is there somebody that we are coming alongside? And if we don't have someone like that to think about, you know, maybe within your church circle or maybe within your work circle yeah. and your friend circle, is there somebody I can come alongside in a, in a more mentoring way and just say, Hey, you know, if you need advice, if you need scripture, I, I send scriptures to people all the time. Yeah. I'm always in songs. I send songs to people a lot just because God says, oh, here's this crystal message. Yeah. 
message that I'm sending to you. And I'm like, oh, I need to send this to someone. And and so I think that it's something that my mother taught me um, because we're a very musical family. Mm -hmm. So we did the whole sitting around the piano singing together when we were young. And, and then with the girls, it was more sitting around the guitar singing together. But we learned that we could worship in the midst of things that were bad yeah. yes. and that Amen. the worship would help us. And so if I can give a song to someone knowing they're going through a difficult day yeah. or, or a scripture verse to someone knowing that it's just something that God sent to me and I'm like, my friend Victoria really needs this right now. I'm going to send it to her. You know, and I, that's, I think that's part of mentoring is just passing along what yeah. God is giving to you. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot about different Bible verses that we wanted to do for this. And I think the one that we finally came to was um, Matthew twenty three thirty seven. Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you are not willing. Um, this is a very like complex verse. This is yeah. Jesus um, on the, the road to um, coming into Jerusalem, the, the final week of his life. And he is looking and knowing what's going to happen and still he just wants to hold his people um like a mother um as a, a hen gathers her chicks under her wings I, I heard this story um just recently about a little bird that was in the middle of the street and um the cars were trying to go around the bird and the bird just kept sitting there in the middle of the street and uh, eventually got hit by one of the cars or grazed by one of the cars as, as it was trying to avoid the bird. Only the, somebody had realized that it wasn't just one bird. It was one bird who had little babies mm. under her wings and was protecting that those babies with her very life. Mm. And, and you know, sacrificing herself for her children. And I think that as, as I read this scripture, that's what it sounds like to me. Jesus looking out over Jerusalem and saying, these are my children and everything that we've tried to do and everything we've tried to say, and they're not listening. And I wanted so badly just to wrap you all in my arms and keep you safe. And, and just that, that, feeling that he has for his people in that yeah. moment that's just so much like us as mothers you know just grabbing all our little kids when when the storms come yeah you know and they're all on the bed with you hide, <laughs> hiding their heads under the blankets because it's stormy out you know and they they know that they're safe when they're around you yeah i think it's uh, also um it's important for us as children mm. to realize that I'm not a product. Uh, like, like I have ownership over my decisions. I have to make decisions that align with God's will for my life. Um, and although I think it's important to reflect on our past to be able to, you know, inform where we are now and where we want to be, I also get the sense from this that like the, you were not willing, you know, mm -hmm. like, and as mothers, there's only so much that we can do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and a lot of it, we just have to turn over to God. And, and I often pray, you know, if I have a friend or a family member who's going through a hard time with their child, um, which unfortunately has happened a lot the last couple of years, I pray as much for her comfort and strength and peace as I do for the child yeah. to come around in the way that, I mean, I pray for that. Trust me. I, you know, I pray for the, the child and usually they're an adult at this point, but I pray for the mother as well for yeah. the strength because, yeah. and to release the guilt and the, um, the judging because yeah. we all are, we all have to make our own choices. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I appreciate you saying that about the guilt, because I think that is something that we as mothers, we take on essentially the sins of our children. And, and we say, well, I must not have been a good mother, if my kid is doing this, or I must not have been a good mother, because this happened. And we put it on ourselves. And, and yeah, let's face it, we're not perfect. We do things wrong. We make bad choices. We forget to do things we were supposed to do. And, you know, as I was saying before we started this podcast, that there, there wasn't a class on motherhood. They didn't give us a textbook. You know, you didn't, you didn't get this giant volume that said, okay, you want to be a mom? Here are the instructions. And so um, the fact that we get any of it right is only by the grace of God sometimes because You know, and people will say, oh, you have such nice children. They're so polite or something like that. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Some of that was because I did something right. I know, I know, I know. And, and, but you know what? It's almost a blessing. This is why being a Christian, I I just want it for everybody because it's not just... It's not just to say like, you know, my kids are good by the grace of God, but it also does say like when things don't go the way I expect, like I have God's comfort. I have, you know, yeah. God, God is their, God is their father God, as yeah. well. And, you know, we were talking earlier about God as mother, like, mm. um, especially, especially from my perspective, the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus as savior, I, they're, they're right there. The we are not alone in any of it. Right. I know um, when my girls were younger, um, I used to do a consequence box. So there was a reward and a consequence box. And um, that's really good. And so, you know, <laughs> there were, it, it taught them to really stop and think. Hmm. Um, and that every choice that we make, you know, has a consequence. It could be something good. Um, you may get a reward or it could be something bad um, or something that you learn from, a consequence that you learn from. And in that consequence box, I put uh, a grace card. So if they pulled that grace card, it was a way for me to, sh- to explain to them that I'm going to show you grace, even though that you've, you've done this thing. But I'm going to give you the grace and we're going to forget about it. And it was as much of a learning lesson for them, but it was for myself as well, yeah. because our father forgives us and yeah. shows us grace constantly. Yeah. Um, and it was a way for, for myself too, as a mom to, 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 you know, not be so like, you know, on top of my kids and that, you know what, they, we make mistakes and we make mistakes. We sin against our father all the time. Yeah. And, and the grace that he shows us. And I need to show that same grace to my own kids. Um, and I love that, Claire, that you, you talked about the Holy Spirit, too, because I, I feel like throughout the Bible, there, there's such a, um, a masculine presentation of God. Like that, that's kind of what we're um, ingrained in our thinking. But, but God is, is so much too like a mother to us um, and, and a nurturer. And, um, you know, even though he's a, a, our perfect heavenly father, I, I, you know, there, there are these traits that are, you know, are, are this nurturing and, and a perfect mother as well. Um, yeah. Right. Because if we are wanting to be more like Jesus, we're wanting yeah. to be Christ-like, but God made us who we are. Yeah. God yeah. made us women. God made us moms. So he's not going to expect us to suddenly be the dad, right? Whether we, whether we have a husband to be the dad or not, he still is expecting us to be the mom. And so he's going to teach us what that means. Even though we, we talk about God as a father and we use a masculine pronouns, like I was telling Sarah, as we were driving uh, home, I, I was saying, maybe we need to make up some new words in our language yeah. to yeah. describe God because yeah. God needs his own pronoun. Yeah. You know, he, I agree. he needs to have another, there needs to be another word that just yeah. talks about God because I, I mean, not, not only am I a mom and a woman, I'm also a pastor and God called me to that role. Mm. And so 
I believe that in all of those things, I am called. I am called to be a woman. I am called to be a mom. I am called to be a pastor. And in all of those things, it's not, I'm not trying to be different than who God is because God is still God. And he created me to be who I am. He created all of us as women to be women. And he expects us to honor him and to be more Christ-like in our womanhood and in our motherhood. And so I I do believe that we can see God as a mom, even though it's, it sounds funny in our language Mm -hmm. to say that. Yeah. When God spoke to Moses, he said, I am that I am most like, what do you mean? And God is like, tell the Israelites, I am has sent me. Right. And it wasn't your father. It wasn't God. It was, I am the, I am everything including yeah. other. Right. I love um, Psalm 2710 says, for even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, father and mother. And we know right. a lot of people whose mother have not been the best of mother. And that makes this day very painful or confusing. Um, you know, maybe those people think that it was their fault that their mother wasn't the best. Um, maybe there are mothers out there who have felt they haven't been the best and feel guilt over that. And this day is also for them because God has called us to be who he has called us to be. But he has also said that I will be there with you. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I wrote down to earlier, um, Psalm 68, 5, uh, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling, uh, father to the fatherless, but he's also a mother to the motherless. Um, and just, and, you know, I would love to just um, be able to tell those moms that, that, that are going through those hard, hardships. Um, you know, that ache and that grief, you know, how God can just um, fulfill that, that, that void and that need. Um, and I hope that we have opportunity within our church and within our community to do that us as, as moms and as women, as we share our story, because um, not all of our stories, there's, there's been, you know, times in my own life, in my own motherhood of grief and sadness and difficulty and stress and anxiety. Um, but all those things, I, I'm, oh, my hope is, you know, how God used that to bring me to where I'm at, um, that we can share those, those moments and those things with, with the other women or other people in our community that come through our church um, and to be that, you know, to help show them that how nurturing God is. One of the other things that we have on our list of the qualities of God as mother is that God listens. Yeah. And I think in our culture, we, we spend a lot of time talking mm-hmm. and we spend a lot of time commenting on other people's lives, mm-hmm. but we don't always spend a lot of time listening. Yeah. And, but yet God is a God who listens and we we know that he is a God who listens because he cares about those little things in our life that seem trivial, but in the moment they are enormous. Yeah. And you know, I think about so many times when, when something was not important, but God fulfilled it. He provided something that was not important in the grand scheme of the world. You know, maybe... Maybe it's that somebody gave you a bag of, of clothes, you know, of secondhand clothes, and there was just the right pair of shoes and the right size for your child in their favorite color. And, and you realize that God cares about that, that Jesse wanted purple shoes. Yep. And so something simple like that, where, where a person gave you something that you needed because it was God who had listened to your heart 
and realize that this little something was his way of showing you, I am still here. I still care about you in your situation, even though maybe you feel like you're all alone. Psalm 103.8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And I would pray that as mothers, we will also be that way, that we will be compassionate and gracious, that we will be slow to anger and abounding in love. That is a good definition of what God would want for us as moms. Uh, It's one of those verses we should stick on the refrigerator and remember. (laughs) And I think 2 Corinthians picks up on that psalm, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. And so, you know, we're called not just to comfort each other, but also to be there in the suffering when we don't have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be really hard. It's good to know that when we are suffering, that God is with us. That even when we feel like we're alone or even when we can't share what we're going through with anyone. Yeah. That we can spend time alone with God and that he will give us comfort and that if we are brokenhearted, he will heal our broken hearts. I had a sign and it said, God didn't promise days without rain. Um, You know, it, it, and it goes on, um, but it said, but God promised strength for the day. You know, you've it's, it's God's promise on this earth is not that it'll be pain-free, but by walking as followers of Christ and focusing on, on salvation, not only in eternal life, but also for here. Um, it doesn't make pain go away, but I think it's so important to know that we're not alone. I agree with you on that for sure. I think that's a really good way to end it. We don't have to to go overboard with eight thirty, it's like the guys. Oh, are you talking? I think did you go on mute, Sarah? Am I muted? No, you're not. <laughs> I can hear you now. Am I that quiet? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think that's a really good place to um to end with. Um, uh, Claire, I had asked you to do the prayer because you are such a wonderful prayer warrior. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, you sound good. (laughs) (laughs) Look, my favorite, you know, it's, I I honestly, I, I, it's so funny how as women, we, you know, it's just, it's all, it's all God, but we're still human. So, you know, it's just a work in progress, I think. Um, So if there are any prayer requests, please feel free to leave them in the comments, even if we don't get to them tonight. um, We can certainly pray for you throughout this week. And um, Sarah, maybe we can have like a prodigal son's mom's email address made or something so if anybody needs anything they can email us it's it's some way um and then of course we are not the prodigal sons so i'm not sure if we made you laugh but hopefully we made you think (laughs) um so please click the like button on the facebook live stream and you can find the prodigal sons on youtube and spotify or wherever you get your podcast and i will end in prayer right? Is that where we're at? Yep. That's where we're at. Okay. Okay. Dear God, we come before you this Tuesday evening, grateful for fellowship, Lord, grateful that we don't walk this world, this life alone. We're grateful for the people who joined in to listen to our discussion. Hopefully maybe a word or two sparked an idea that could lead to further communion with you, Lord, because you're the one who gives all the answers. So all we're looking to be is just a seed. We know you'll take it from there, Lord. 
And we pray that if any women are watching the show who need support in any way, that they find a helping hand to walk alongside them, Lord, whether it's one of us or someone else in their community, we know that you'll provide. All we need to do is ask you, Lord, and pray to you, Lord, that your will be done. And we pray and we know that you will comfort us in our sorrow and that you will celebrate with us in our joys. We pray for all of our families and friends, that's a church family as well, of course, and all of the prayer requests for our community and our country and our world, Lord. Pray for all of the suffering still due to COVID. We know that that is making this Mother's Day very hard for a lot of people as well for a variety of reasons. So we just lift it all up to you, Lord. You know all. And if we sometimes struggle with feelings of empathy, I, I, I just, I'm so grateful for the fact that you gave us your son to suffer and die on the cross for our salvation and take on all of that magnified by an uncalculable amount, Lord. Yeah. Thank you for that, for that gift, for that sacrifice. Thank you for rising again. Thank you for walking alongside us now, Lord. And we just pray to reflect you in all that we do. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, my goodness, we did it. Congrats. <laughs> um, that was episode 59 in Mother's Day episode. And I did have a quote. Oh, yeah, Oprah. I did have a quote. And it is by Oprah. I believe the choice to become a mother is the choice to become one of the greatest spiritual teachers there is. Mm. Thank you, ladies, so much mm. for all of your wisdom, for all of your great stories, and for being so open and honest. Um, I learned a lot um, as someone who might be a mother, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all. It's wonderful. Bye, ladies. Bye, Jen. Bye, Bye Pastor everybody. Kelly. Bye, Bye Sarah. Thank you.